Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm dude number two, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is Two Dudes on Two Dudes. And this episode, we're talking about Sierra Burgess is a loser. But first, Jeff, uh, what else, if anything, have you been streaming this week? Well, actually, the wife and I got out of town for a couple of days last weekend. And of course, first couple of days... Uh, we were graced with Tropical Storm Nicole just dumping rain on us. So we took the opportunity just to sit back, watch movies, chill out. And one of the things we streamed was a new movie on Netflix called Falling for Christmas. I knew uh, you were going to, I knew, and I didn't know <laughs> if you were going to watch this, but as soon as I saw that on my Netflix feed, I was like, I know Jeff's going to talk about this or he's going to want to watch this <laughs> or something. I was like, this is his jam. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, my my wife and I, we are the epitome of Christmas junkies. So, you know, this was, I guess, Lindsay Lohan's return, I guess, to being like a lead in a movie. Probably been quite some time since she's been the lead role, just to what I assume has been a lot of personal issues over the years. I honestly Uh, did not even realize that was her. I didn't even look into it because I was just like, it's too early for all those kind of Christmas movies for me, man. Well, that actually leads me to, before we get into what you're streaming, my hot topic of the week. And it's it's fitting because of, you know, next week is Thanksgiving. And so starting all the Christmas stuff, decorations, the tree, the movies, the scents, everything before Thanksgiving. Is that okay or not okay? I mean, honestly, I like the lights and stuff, but like the Christmas movies and the Christmas music, like blasting all over the place, uh, that gets too much for me by the time Christmas actually is here. I'm already tired of it, but I love the lights and the decorations. Like you can put that stuff up after Halloween, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't bother me. I'm I'm not tired of seeing it. It's not a visual thing, but yeah, man, like the auditory part of it, like because there's only so many christmas songs no matter how many times a different person covers it like it just gets repetitive no matter what it is so i i can't start listening to christmas music until like probably two weeks before you know unless i'm just super in the christmas mood that year and you know like i'm just blessed and i'm like i know like i'm gonna be able to do like a whole bunch that year you know like if i'm just feeling like super festive then yeah, I'll probably started a little bit earlier, but no, man. I mean, I know you, you're probably, you probably, you know, I mean, right now you're dressed like Santa Claus. Like as we record this episode, you have like, <laughs> oh, so red, <laughs> you have the red hat on, you have the whole, the red outfit, everything. You even have a reindeer in your little home studio. It's kind of creepy. I mean, I'm sure Steph probably has a little issue with the smell, but I mean, I'm sure she enjoys the the image you must have been doing a little Harold and Kumar again before <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> you were seeing things my friend but yeah we're, we're definitely we're like the as soon as Halloween's over like we go into full-on Christmas mode you know the tree's been up for a week or two now Christmas music blaring see so yeah, the repetitiveness doesn't bother me because I don't know it's just I don't know just Christmas music in general just puts me in the mood burning christmas candles yeah all of it november 1st through new year's it's it's all christmas it's all good but as far as the uh the movie uh falling for christmas uh, i mean i've seen a lot better i mean you probably watched enough christmas movies probably not as many as i have but you know the formula it's, it came across as a typical like hallmark type movie although it started off rough it was one of those where you know, especially it's kind of like made for TV type movies. Yeah, I mean, most uh, of them are. You, you try to make the decision, you know, after 15, 20 minutes in, it's like, do you cut your losses and bail then? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where we were at on this one. I will say it did get better, but all in all, eh, I mean, it wasn't great. I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of time, but I'm still not a big fan of Lindsay Lohan. But <laughs> I actually but, enjoy some of her stuff. Um, well, when she yeah. was younger, um, yeah, some of her earlier stuff, but uh, I haven't cared much for her in quite some time. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I honestly don't know if I've seen her in anything since she was probably in her early 20s. 
like Freaky Friday. <laughs> okay, uh, probably Mean Girls. I think Mean okay. I mean, Mean Girls is probably the end all be all Lindsay Lohan for me. That's that's when, whenever I think of Lindsay Lohan, that's the one that I like go to. I mean, I, whenever I was a kid, I definitely watched her in The Parent Trap, like when she was the kid in that. Yeah, and so that was when I was like introduced to her, and so I watched like you know some of her movies like growing up, but then. When she did Mean Girls, I think I pretty much kind of like pretty much at the end of it for me I, after that. I mean, not saying I love Mean Girls. That wasn't like a thing of saying like, and she, her performance in that was peak. That's probably what it was. It was probably like I saw her after that and I was just like, oh, she'll never top Mean Girls and then probably never paid her much attention, sadly. But so, so what about you? What are you streaming lately? Um, I've actually been pretty busy um, over the past, you know, since we recorded our last one, but I am currently in the process of rewatching The Hunger Games, and I've watched the first two. Man, there's a lot more fun than I remember. You know, I've watched the first one probably dozens of times, and then I don't think I've, I think I've only watched the other three maybe once through. And for some reason, I just never remember the second one being that good. But man, I'm, I'm really excited to watch like, the third and fourth one you know like the the part one and two uh of the finale because the second one i'm like how do i not why do i not have as fond memories of this one because it's just as much fun as the first one in my opinion so yeah Yeah, that's what i've been streaming the first one is probably in my top 10 list of of my favorite movies of all time yeah I, i love the first that was another one where i went into it not knowing a whole lot about it Actually, I think I took my mom. It was like, you know, one of the local cheap theaters. Mm-hmm. And we were just like blown away. I was just like, oh my gosh, that was just incredible. Just the story. I mean, just everything about it was just great. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes going into a movie blind is like the best way to go into a movie. And then sometimes it's kind of like this week <laughs> where you don't know much about the movie. And you go into it because it's uh, your co-host recommendation. That's right. And then you, uh, you're like, "What the heck am I watching?" <laughs> at at the very end. So, speaking of that, let's uh, let's get into this week's pick. Like I said, uh, this week's pick was Jeff's pick. It's Sierra Burgess is a loser. It is a 2018 direct to netflix romantic teen comedy drama it was it stars shannon purser who we know from uh as barb from stranger things it, sh- it stars uh, it also stars noah uh centineo christine frosseth who i thought i recognized but i looked into her and i'm like i don't really remember seeing anything else that she's in so maybe she's just one of those Yes, actresses that looks like somebody else. I mean, she she kind of puts off like that Margot Robbie, um, like Jamie Presley vibe, you know that whole. Yeah, and I know that there's like same here because like Samara Weaving kind of look to her, like you know. So maybe that's just what it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she was. I'm like, I definitely know her. Why? Why she looks so familiar? But just like you, I looked her up and I'm like, well, she's not really been anything that would have made me recognize her, but yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is. And there's two people that uh, I'm sure most people, especially people our age are very familiar with Leah Thompson and Alan Ruck are Sierra's parents who phenomenal, phenomenal work in this. I did love them. I loved every second of them on the screen. Oh yeah. Mr. Burgess, of course was good old Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, he has that face where, I mean, you just know it's oh, like, yeah. as soon yep. as you see him, it's like his face hasn't changed in however many years. And of course, yeah. Ms. Burgess mainly from the back to the future movies, but she did a ton of stuff, obviously, but uh, yeah, as far Howard as, the duck is her most prominent role. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I figured that'd be one of your favorites from that time period. I actually love Howard the duck. It was pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> and actually the, my, sh- my true shames is I love Howard the duck. The Shannon girl, which I didn't realize was also in Riverdale. Really? She played Ethel Muggs. So not like a major role, but she was in a few episodes okay okay all right i'm gonna hope that was the chair squeaking sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right 
So do you have any uh, crazy trivia about this movie before we get into it? Not really crazy trivia. I mean, it's basically a modern retelling of, I probably won't pronounce this right, but Cyrano de Bergiac. All right. That's basically we're not scholars. We're not scholars here. We're just two D's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I stumble over the names all the time. But yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not like a lot of in-depth trivia. I mean, you kind of covered the actors and actresses and stuff. So outside of that, there's really no interesting tidbits per se. All right. Well, I am going to throw an audible, not only to the listeners out there, but Jeff, this is going to be an audible audible for you as well i'm going to try something new on the podcast instead of writing down a plots like the summary which is what i normally do i have decided that i'm going to try to remember as much of the plot from memory and recite it back and see how much jeff can agree with me at the end of it on how much he covers and think and and whether or not I pass or fail. So every podcast, you can rate me on whether or not I pass or fail on whether or not you think I covered enough of the film to do it justice or not. All right. All right. All right. So Jeff, you can see me. Normally, I normally have my pad and I'm normally looking down the whole time. So you'll be able to look at me because so (laughs) you just have to maintain everything and Everybody will have to trust that you can uh, agree that I'm not reading off of any notes. So I'm going to try to do this for the first time and just go for memory on what this movie is about and what happens. All right. So we start off with Sierra Burgess. She is getting ready for school. Um, she's taking a shower. She gets out, looks in a mirror, gives herself a little pep talk. She exits and goes into the uh, her live her kitchen where her parents are waiting on her. Uh, she has really cool parents. They're super supportive. Her dad is this uh, prolific writer. He's super well known. Has a bunch of books. His her mom played by Leah Thompson. She is by the way. She looks amazing still. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like she looks great for like she doesn't look like she. I mean, uh, anyways. Like the fact that she plays, I don't even know how old she was supposed to be in Back to the Future when she plays the older version of herself, mm. but it's got to be close to this age, right? Possibly. That she would be playing. And man, like, whew, she, she is a, a beautiful looking lady, as I will say. Anyways, she's like this, what is she like? I, I, did it ever actually say like, she's like some kind of like self-help type person but she you know she's always be she's, they're both real supportive of their daughter um she's the only child she's sierra's kind of you know like this smart um real cerebral girl she's focused on writing because that's what her dad does but secretly she loves music and loves singing uh she goes to school where she hangs out with her friend dan uh pretty much her only friend you know, she's not really necessarily picked on too much by everybody, but she's kind of just invisible. Uh, the only person that really picks on her is this uh, girl named Veronica and her group of friends. Uh, Sierra, you know, she's she needs some extra money for a car. So she uh, she posts up on the bulletin board that she's trying to do some tutoring. Veronica, you know, she's the typical mean girl. She rips off the number all the numbers, you know, and kind of rips her little flyer, like Sierra's flyer in half, takes it with her. Later on, Veronica and her friends are, you know, they're hanging out at this diner. This boy from a different school, he's out with his friends and he sees Veronica. He gets the nerve to like go over and talk to her. And Veronica, being the mean girl that she is, she gives this boy, Jamie, Sierra's number that she had had from the flyer. Uh, So the boy starts texting Sierra. Sierra kind of knows that something's up, but she's texting him back anyways. Her friend Dan's like, hey, this is a bad idea. You need to tell him. But, you know, Sierra, she's just like not even, like she's supposed to be practicing for band. She's not even doing that. She's just focused on the messages that that they had had the night before. She's like all about this dude, even though he has no idea who she is. He thinks that she's this other girl 
Sierra goes along with it. She keeps going along with it. She um, she overhears in class one day that Veronica's boyfriend has dumped her. And Veronica, you know, runs out into the halls crying. Sierra tells the teacher that she needs to go to the bathroom. She finds Veronica and basically says, hey, I'll help you get your dude if you help me with this dude. And they basically come to an agreement that kind of a typical teen comedy in this situation where the nerdy person helps out the popular person that's usually not good at, you know, they're not good at the books and the other person's not good with the the men or the ladies or whatever and or being popular, whatever. And they kind of do, you know, do the exchange. I'll help you study. You help me be popular, blah, blah, blah. They agree to this. Sierra starts to help Veronica learn a little bit about philosophy because that's what her dude is interested in. And she's going over to Veronica's house and she kind of sees that Veronica doesn't really have the best living situation. She has this single mom who's basically raising Veronica and her two younger sisters who are twins. They are in pageants. Um, I guess it kind of gives off the vibe that Veronica's mom is, is like this pageant mom type woman. She lives, in, I think she probably was used to be in the pageants. Looks like she got out of it or got pregnant and kind of blames everything on the kids and Veronica uh, for, I guess, her husband leaving. So she kind of just, you know, lives through them. Uh, sad situation. Sierra sees all this. Uh, meanwhile, Veronica's also helping Sierra with Jamie. Jamie's falling more and more for Sierra slash Veronica. They even concoct a plan where they go out to meet. And he's with Veronica the whole time. They make him cover her eyes and then he kisses. Then he kisses Sierra instead of Jamie while he's thinking that he's kissing. While Jamie's thinking that he's kissing Veronica, he's kissing Sierra which is total so weird. It's just one of those times. I'm sorry. It's one of those times where I'm just like, I, I hate to be like that person because it's not, but it's just, I'm just like, you know, if this, if the roles were reversed and this was like a dude and these were two dudes playing this on a girl, it'd be so creepy. And so I, I, I get like that scene right there was when I started being like, that's, it's a little weird because this dude doesn't even really know what he's doing. I mean, luckily it was just, just a kiss really. And it really didn't go like, but still, you know, it's pretty violating. Sierra gets her kiss. Uh, then, where are we at now? Okay. Then they go to a party. Veronica invites Sierra to a party because they're get, they've been getting you know closer and they're becoming more like becoming actual friends. Uh, and at the party, Veronica's other friends they're not really digging Veronica hanging out with Sierra because you know they think Sierra's a loser. Hence the title of the film. We get, you know, Veronica actually standing up for Sierra a little bit here, saying that she's cool. Sierra's doing some keg stands. She gets pretty wasted. Veronica's ex comes back into the picture. You know, they start making out. Sierra, you know, she can't find Veronica. She goes home. She calls up Jamie. She's starting to feel a little guilty. She's drunk. She kind of lets it slip that she has a secret. It's pretty big. She doesn't really tell them what she did, but she doesn't know. The next morning, Sierra's parents, they, you know, they're angry with her for being drunk. They kind of, you know, they're arguing and yelling about it. And then the homecoming game happens. Nope, before the before the homecoming game happens, before the homecoming game happens, Veronica's boyfriend that she had just hooked back up with broke up with her again. And she's upset. She, she goes to Sierra with all of this. And, you know, Sierra's, you know, there for and everything. And then at the homecoming game, which is coincidentally against Jamie's team, who he plays for, Veronica, uh, you know, sees him beforehand. And of course, you know, he thinks that he's been talking to Veronica. So he goes up and he talks to her and gives her a kiss. Sierra sees this and she's not happy about it. And, you know, honestly, even Veronica's not even happy about it, which is ironic because of what they did to him. But, <laughs> you know... So Sierra sees all this during the game. She's angry. So she spreads the picture about Veronica being dumped, you know, through text message. 
everybody you know sees it they put it on the the billboard or on the uh, scoreboard veronica's humiliated sierra's like you know this is what you did jamie hears all this and he's everything comes out into the open he's upset about it veronica's upset about it even dan's upset about about it so sierra's pretty much you know at the hitting rock bottom here she goes and she goes home she's super upset her parents are like what's up and they, she pretty much goes off on them because they're like you know like you're a genius you're beautiful and y'all expect me to be confident whenever you're like y'all this is what y'all gave me and you know she went upstairs and she's upset and you know fell for the girl you know then we get you know like a montage of everybody being upset then for the dance the homecoming dance we see First, uh, before the homecoming dance, Sierra and Dan, they kind of make up. But, you know, Dan's like, you know, I'm not taking you to the homecoming dance anymore. You're on your own. You know, like, we're still not that cool, but I'll dance with you once. Then we see, um, then we see Veronica getting ready to go to homecoming. And before the homecoming dance, Sierra is sitting down eating with her din- eating dinner with her parents. You know, they're kind of more cordial now. They're having a nice little dinner. You know, they're a good family. So, of course, you know, they're back to normal. Sierra gets some text from a random number that she doesn't know telling her to go to her window. She looks outside and it's Jamie and she goes outside. You know, he's of course, he's like, hey, you know, it's never who you what you look like. You're perfect for me. And they make up and go to homecoming and then everybody lives happily ever after because Sierra is the main character of this movie. So everybody forgives her instantly and they all have a happy ending and then freeze frame. And then we get a little ending with what happened with everybody and where all these are four or five main characters where they, what happened to them after the movie and where they're at in their life and yada, yada, yada. This, they went to UCLA and they all went off and, but this happened and this happened and they went off and became president of the United States, but didn't get up for re-election due to a scandal or something. That old chestnut. The end. Jeff? You, you covered it pretty well, but you ironically left out probably the most important part there towards the end. Oh. When she she wrote the song. Oh, the song. I forgot about the yeah, song. I mean, Damn that, it. That, that, that was that was a part of her forgiveness tour. I mean, she did the song Sunflower, which was part of her, I guess, uh, was it literary oh, class? I even built up to it. I even built up to it. I mentioned <laughs> it at the beginning and I meant to. <laughs> I meant to... Yeah. All right. Uh, but, but otherwise, you covered it pretty well. The other scene that I thought was one of the bigger scenes is when her and Dan, I guess we're doing some community service mm-hmm. and they actually run in to Jamie. Um, but of course she's afraid that she'll recognize her voice. Yeah. And so she course, pretends to be deaf. Yeah. And it turns out his younger brother is deaf. So that uh, kind of yeah. made it more awkward for her, but they kind of had that moment <laughs> where they, they shake hands and they kind of share a little, little moment there, but yeah. But yeah, Sunflower. Uh, that was I actually did enjoy that song. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty. It's pretty cute. All right. So do I? Do I at least pass on that one? Do you give me a passing grade? Do I get like? What you, would you give me? Like a C plus? Yeah, I'll give you a C plus. I like that. Yes. It it was probably a strong B plus A minus material, but then you forgot the song, and that definitely kind of knocked you down a little bit. But <laughs> you, st- right, you, st- you still you still pass. All right. I mean, that's definitely my goal is to just pass. <laughs> bare minimum at most. All right. Cool. So Jeff, I mean, what did you think about this movie? All right. So I, I'm probably going to show too many of my cards here um, on this podcast you know I, i've shown a few over over the months but uh That's what this is all about we want to see them true colors dude this movie's like right up my alley i i'm a sucker for the the teen romantic comedy dramas i just i really get into them i'm, I'm a helpless romantic i will i'll be very forgiving on, on things that could be wrong with the movie as long as you get me to like the characters uh, i love these type of stories you know obviously it's pretty predictable but i actually really enjoyed it and i, I really i really like sierra's confidence you see it right off the bat mm-hmm. but then you you see it falter and it, it kind of makes me wonder was she truly that confident 
or was it more of a facade where she just kept trying to convince herself she was confident or did her being suddenly in a situation where she was out of her element and she's now kind of in a relationship that kind of forced her to look at things differently and did that kind of bring her confidence down yeah, and I think that, I mean, I think that definitely had a lot to do with it. Or she just like everybody else. You have moments of confidence and moments of self-esteem issues. But most characters like hers in other movies, you, you see a lack of confidence right from the get-go. But I love that she come off as like really confident. You know, she loves who she is. Uh, the way she stands up to Veronica, you know, that bathroom scene mm-hmm. uh, where she calls her, was it Frodo or something like that? And yeah, um, she corrects her to Quasimodo. Yeah, but then you mentioned it, which I think was her her issue, not so much being bullied, but feeling invisible. Because as soon as she showed that confidence in the bathroom scene, she comes out and these guys just like walk into her. It's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't see you. And her demeanor suddenly changes. So you, you kind of see both sides to her. You, you see the confidence, but then like you, you mentioned before, you, you kind of see that feeling invisible. You know, who mm-hmm. am I? Where, where do I fit in? Where do I belong? So it, it did kind of make me reminisce a little bit, but did you, and this is probably more relevant to you since you're, you're a few years behind me, but did you find the whole texting relationship relatable at all? Because I was already married before texting really became a thing. So, um, yeah, actually, yeah, uh, that one, that part did. I, I could see how like you know relationships can build over texting for sure. Absolutely, even okay. the way everything happened, like the catfishing thing, like that. All of this, the movie was plausible for the most part on how things could have occurred. Yes, do you in have fact, any? In fact, the one scene where they were doing the video chatting and they were, um, you know, doing the, the, the delay or whatever, that part, yeah. I, that part was the funniest part for me just because of the way that they handled it and just the look on the, the actress's face that played Veronica. Like yeah. she was like, she looked like she was trying not to laugh the whole time she was <laughs> filming it. And so like, I was just laughing the whole time I watched it and I enjoyed that scene both times that I watch this movie so it was great so did do you have any experience with a kind of a miss identity or catfishing situation um i definitely wouldn't say that i wouldn't say i've necessarily been catfished like thinking that you know like showing up and it being somebody completely different but i have had situations where i've seen pictures of someone that were definitely of them a lot younger mm. i want to put a decent representation for better or worse of what people think of me so um i kind of i relate to like a lot of the insecurities that she shows when it comes to things like that but at the same time i don't know i can get into like a lot of the issues that i do have with it with this movie when we when we get to what i think of the movie okay but um yeah yeah i guess for me it um i've not had a personal like catfishing experience but it it did take me back to when steph and i met because obviously it was a a different time frame it was before social media before smartphones before it was easy just to send pictures back and forth but we did technically meet on the internet uh, when it was kind of new and fresh it was just like a brand new world out there just opened up just like another realm in sort so you know we had to send pictures of each other through the mail (laughs) and and that's kind of like and i guess then you're just kind of real naive because it was so new so you you didn't even consider the fact that you know is this really a picture of them you you know we we just trusted which we we talked a lot before you know our, our relationship kind of evolved some now she probably thought i catfished her because the picture i sent of myself was probably the only time in my life I've ever had anything that resembled a tan at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that summer, I mean, you know, wasn't dating anybody at the time. So I had a lot of free time. So uh, parents had a pool. So I was basically their pool boy. So I was just outside cleaning the pool, swimming, laying out pretty much every day. So it was like probably the best picture that ever existed of me. And then we didn't meet till, you know, the fall and that tan was long gone. And <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't planned by any means. It just, to me, it was just kind of laughable because I, I just wondered what she thought 
you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> it was like I said, you know, didn't have smartphones. I mean, that picture of each other is all we had. Yeah. And, um, but no, there was a number of things about the movie that just kind of makes you think back, you know, that whole fitting in phase, which is so tough, especially middle school and, and into high school. That was something I was able to relate to because I was good at sports, but I was also really good in the classroom as well. And and kind of like Jamie, I wasn't the typical jock though. It's like, that wasn't really my environment. I love sports. I, I played it, played it well, but I wasn't hanging around with other jocks, you know, outside yeah. of the games or anything. Um, and I was also probably to some people probably considered a nerd because I did well in school. But so, I mean, I was just kind of stuck in the middle, not sure where exactly I fit in, but there, I mean, there is a lot of things I did like about the movie. Now, obviously it had its, its issues, um, and I'm sure you'll you'll get into a lot of that <laughs> when it's your turn. But uh, but I thought it was really cool how you'd allude to it earlier when Sierra kind of gets a glimpse of Veronica's world. Because mm-hmm. so many times when there's a a typical mean girl, you don't see behind <clears throat> behind the curtain per se, and we kind of see Veronica's world and and Sierra's perspective on it, and then and I'm glad it played out like this because I was a little nervous if this movie even qualified for what we were doing this month as far as two dudes and kind of focusing on you know a a bond or a friendship or a relationship and so they did bond uh, especially after that 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 scene you were talking about with the video call Mm -hmm. uh, with jamie it seemed like from that point they really bonded and became really good friends and and what i was going for i was going for a a friendship that wasn't typical and obviously this one wasn't yeah you know the, the the popular head cheerleader and and then the girl that's in the band, which I was really disappointed that Taylor Swift song "You Belong to Me" wasn't playing during the <laughs> <laughs> during the homecoming game because it was those last few minutes was basically that song being played out <laughs> based on her lyrics. But I, I, I'm going to give major props to Veronica the way she encouraged Sierra as far as pursuing singing, mm-hmm. and and even though the, the the scene was a little weird. You know, it's when she set up, you know, Sierra's first kiss. Yeah. I mean, Veronica enjoyed that scene because of what she knew it meant for, for Sierra, because Sierra hasn't got to experience those type of things like she has. And then at any point, Veronica could have went after Jamie. You know, she even made comments that Jamie's one of the good ones. You know, he's the kind of guy that I need to be going after. But she stayed away because of her friendship with Sierra had already evolved to that point to where she viewed her as someone extremely important in her life. And she didn't want to cross and she didn't want to go there. Yeah. Um, so I felt like she stuck up for Sierra. And then even towards the end, I felt like she forgave Sierra very easily. When you look at what Sierra did to her, must have been one heck of a song for her to give all the forgiveness <laughs> that she got there at the end. But to me, it all came down for me personally between Sierra and Veronica to me that that was the relationship I was really invested in. And, but I'm super glad that the first relationship she repaired was with Dan, you know, because yeah. Dan was the OG, you know, he, he's the the friend from the beginning. He's the one that's always been there for her. So I'm glad that was the first relationship that she repaired. But then the next one was Veronica. And to me, that was far more important than whatever happened with Jamie. Yeah. To, to me, that part didn't even matter. To, to me, the focal point was between Sierra and Veronica, the unlikeliest of, of friendships to come out of the, the whole situation. But yeah, I'm just, I, I did. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm kind of showing a lot of my cards there because this, you know, for whatever it's worth, this is the type of movie that's kind of right up my alley. These are, I love these, a lot of these high school I know they're towards the end. I was so expecting a scene. I'm sure you've seen it. I was expecting a scene to play out very similar to 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. You know, where uh, Julia Stiles' character there towards the end. You ha- you've seen the movie, right? Oh, yeah, where she does okay. a 10 Things poem, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was like, okay, she's supposed to read a poem. She just, her world just came crashing down, and she's going to do the exact same thing. Although very similar. Obviously, she didn't read a poem, but did a song instead, but... So very a lot of similarities to there, and I love Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, yeah, that's a great movie. Obviously, you know, 
better than this one, but um, but I gotta say, I, I'm not sure whose turn it is to pick the number or the. Oh, it's symbol. your turn. Yeah, it's your turn to you pick whatever where the rating this is. All right. So out of five sunflowers, that's what I was gonna say. That's a good one. Okay. Nice. <laughs> roll on. Roll on. Go on with a chlorophyll. I'm going to give this one a very strong three and a half out out of five. Like I said, I just, I've said it before. If you can get me to like the characters and I I really, Jamie, Veronica, Sierra, Dan, I I love what all the characters brought. I mean, I I thought the acting was pretty good while a a fairly common storyline, somewhat predictable. I can overlook that if you get me to care about the characters. And I did. I was really, my heart broke for all of them, you know, after everything kind of just kind of came apart when, when Sierra, you know, turned on Veronica because she thought Veronica was, was going after Jamie. And so I, I felt bad for Sierra. I felt bad for Dan because Sierra kind of turned her back on him. And of course felt, you know, felt bad for Jamie, felt bad for her. I felt my heart broke for all of them. And then to kind of see it, you know, how it came together at the end. But I was very appreciative of the order that it went in. It didn't make the focal point her, her getting Jamie. And I was afraid that, that was where it was going to go. And and although she does get Jamie, but uh, it wasn't the priority. Her priority was her, you know, first her long friendship with Dan and then her, her new uh, friendship with Veronica. So having said that, I'm now ready for you to destroy everything I just said. Okay. I will say, you softened me up a little bit going in. So it's probably a good thing on this one that you went first. (laughs) Because what happens when I'm usually afraid of, I was going to go into this movie. I'm going to say the things that I like, I was still going to say that I still like them and I was going to give them credit. But I think the way that you talked about this movie made me see it a little bit differently and maybe soften up my personal view. Um, so having said that, um, I'm going to say the things that I do like about the movie first. I do like Veronica. Veronica, you know, she, her storyline is great. And like you said, she is a great friend. Even though she doesn't have the best friends in her group, she's still very supportive. And she, she it's like she doesn't have to be told you know, she already has that in her. And I love that Sierra, you know, helps her bring that out in herself. Uh, so their friendship is great. And, you know, most of this movie, I was going to give you, I was going to come into this podcast and be like, Jeff, I know you and you just wanted a reason to watch a teen comedy. You've just been waiting on it <laughs> and you snuck this in here. This is at the bare minimum about two dudes in the slightest that's not romantic (laughs) and luckily their friendship was very important to the story and like you said they they did make up for it and it was you got lucky you got lucky on this one i will (laughs) say you got lucky i thought it was barely gonna fit the theme i was nervous going in because like i didn't know a lot about the movie i just saw a little clip of the trailer and then i was even nervous you know like the you know the first half of the movie um but then once you saw their friendship materialize i was like all right this is where i was hoping it was going to go this was the you know the unique friendship i was going for yeah you got you got lucky i was about to put you on probation but you got lucky (laughs) um so i did like that i loved i did like you know how Sierra's character didn't really play upon the typical outsider. You know, she, I did kind of like that she wasn't really bullied by, you know, many more people than Veronica and her little friend group. You know, I kind of like that she was just invisible because that's kind of how it is for the most part and how from how it is for most people in high school, you know, that aren't the typical popular person. Um, you know, I wasn't a jock. I didn't really play, I didn't play any sports in high school, but, you know, I bounced around to different groups. Um, I was kind of a, I I guess I would say I was probably fairly popular, like, well, I mean, but it really wasn't too hard to be 
well known in a small little school that I I was in, but um, but you know, it I could definitely see how someone can just disappear in a crowd of people like that, especially when you know you're just not doing much, you know. So, um, I definitely see how more of that is common in the typical high school career. So I like how they they made that more accurate to probably and probably more relatable, honestly, to the typical person. I loved her parents. Her parents were great. I love a lot of the the adult, quote-unquote, adult actors and their roles in this movie. They were, most of them were great. I loved her teacher. Um, her dad was great, Alan Ruck. He always just quoting, you know, like different poets and stuff. I love that. I love, because I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of poetry. So him just like quoting like randomly T.S. Eliot was just beautiful. But, um, and I loved Dan. I loved a lot of the characters. I did love a lot of the characters. Um, that was a lot of fun. The things I did not like, um, I didn't, I did not really enjoy the whole catfish plot whatsoever. We're all about equality here. You know, that's literally the whole purpose that we're we're doing, making making it a point that two g- girls can be dudes. So with that being said, if the roles were reversed and this was two dudes playing on this, you know, super awesome, amazing, you know, beautiful, you know, smart, friendly, the right, then, you know, they're super nice and they're outgoing and they're perfect and you know you know sign language and they couldn't have written a better perfect female person and there was two dudes doing this to them you know be written as like unrealistic and everybody would be like that's wrong and you know that's you know it's gross that you know that he kissed her or that she, you know, that he would kiss her under false pretenses and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And being kind of like a victim of like, not to get too personal, but like, of like being like taken advantage of and stuff. I don't know. That part just kind of felt weird to me. So I didn't really, I didn't really like that whole plot and how she still got Jamie in the end. And she didn't really, I guess, I don't know. I guess it kind of just put it out there. Like, you know, that it's okay. You know, as long as you, it's okay if you catfish. Because as long as you're yourself, eventually they'll be okay with who, you know, <laughs> who you've been pretending to be, you know, because that's not realistic. I think it would be really hard to trust a person like that. And I don't know if you could really ever trust somebody after you find out that, you know, I think it would, I think it would take a lot, honestly, to trust somebody after that. Uh, so I don't know how great of a relationship they're going to have. But... <laughs> As long as you can write a really good song, then I guess you know. As long as you can get a good song, okay. from it. like you can be like you know Taylor Swift. As long as you can get one one or two good songs out of a relationship, it's worth it. You know, whether it's getting together or breaking up, she's gonna write a song about it, and it's working. So hey, there you go. <laughs> she does a great job. She's there's no one. There's not many more people that are better at it than her. So say la vie, say la t. With that being said, um. Another thing I didn't really like is how predictable it was. You know, they were really interesting and I did really enjoy a lot of the interactions that the characters had. But I did find myself making it a point to have to stay focused. And I'm honestly surprised that I remembered as much of it as I did. Actually, after only watching it twice because there were times where it was hard for me to not, you know, look at my phone or, you know, get up and you know, see, just look at my cabinets and just do, you know, like the kitchen sweep where you're trying to see like, oh, I'm kind of bored. What do I want to eat? With it being like so predictable and just kind of like the whole catfishing thing and then basically like everything working out for her in the end. You know, I did like her. So, you know, I want most things to work out for her, but, you know, for everything to work out for her, I don't feel like she even really learned a lesson but you know not everything has to be a lesson i guess the predictability of it all also kind of took some of the enjoyment out of it for me so out of five possible sunflowers i'm gonna give it a 2.5 it's literally right down the middle of the line for me you know i i enjoyed some of it there's lots of things to enjoy about it there's lots of things to hate about it if you're someone like you 
where you're like teen comedies, teen dramas, teen romance. That's my jam. Then of course, you know, I'd recommend this to somebody that I knew like this. Right. Absolutely. Great recommendation. But if you're somebody that's not really into, you know, that kind of stuff, no, you shouldn't check this out. Don't, don't go out of your, your comfort zone on like your, what you typically watch. If this isn't something you typically watch, don't go into it thinking that this is something, you know, that's going to change your mind on the genre because it's not, it is what it is. And for that, I gave it a 2.5, which combined with your score gives an average of three sunflowers. So, you know, not too bad. It's, I think it's our best one this month so far. So you should feel good about that. I'm glad I talked you up to a 2.5. Yeah. You talked your your damn movie into being the highest one over Harold and Kumar for some reason. Yeah, that's right. Harold and, Harold and Kumar didn't forcibly kiss anybody under false pretenses, but here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world we live in. All you right. Know, I, I do find it interesting because, you know, I always read a bunch of different reviews, try to get everybody's take on it. And obviously, you know, one of the main things was people having issues with the whole catfishing thing. Um, the kissing scene and even like Sierra pretending to be deaf when she first met uh, yeah, Jamie. I can see person. that being an issue too. And I don't know for, for me, it's like, I feel like it, it can be contradictory when, when people want to handpick. I, I think sometimes our society is driven to look for things that should be bothersome. And we've even had this conversation off the podcast as far as what should it not just be meant for entertainment purposes yeah you know everybody or their parents they're the ones that should be responsible and telling them hey what's right what's wrong i mean obviously catfishing is wrong but this is a movie it's meant for entertainment It, it it played a part in the story you know a cute little high school you know love story type deal so I I don't think its intention was to say, hey, this is okay or or whatever. And well, see what I find interesting is, is people will they'll lose their mind over the catfishing um, or the kissing scene. But yeah, you can handpick out a lot of other things, but those other things are deemed acceptable for whatever reason, whether it's the teen party and the drinking. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's, I think it all comes down to just personal opinion. And I mean, that's even what this podcast is, you know, to to an extent, you know, I'm not going to demonize. I'm not going to, you know, shout from the rooftops on about, you know, like, oh, these people should never be in the, in the film industry again. They should never, none of these people that were involved should ever make a movie again. I can't believe that they were okay with it. No, I don't believe that, you know, it's just like, this is how... I personally feel about it just like kind of like, you know, like how you feel about seeing the drinking. Yeah. Like I, I agree. I don't think it, I don't think anybody should be watching any movie and, and living their life based on it. Um, they're all for entertainment. That's solely what all of this is, including what you and I are even talking about. Like people hearing this, that's purely what this is. Like even what we're talking about, it's just pure bullshit. You know, it's just entertainment at the end of the day. So, yeah, like, I don't think anything should be anybody's gospel, you know, when it comes to just stuff that's based for entertainment. So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think people should go super nuts about everything because. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people. I mean, they were very passionate about how awful this movie was for. for And this also. Yeah, this also came out in like 2018. So that was also in like a that cancel culture when that was real heavy too. So that's probably a lot of the reason it probably got a lot of the backlash. I would imagine. I know catfishing was probably more of a, I wouldn't consider it as near as a hot topic now as it was probably back then. Plus you had that big story. What was like a football player? Yeah. Matt Tateo. That they got catfish in in a mighty way. So, you know, it was in the news for a good bit for a while, but I just, I just found it interesting how, people that were losing their minds over, they can't believe this movie did this and that, how they handpick certain things. But like 
other things weren't mentioned at all. It's like, well, those things are okay because it's just a movie. Oh, well, the beast things. Oh, no. You know, even though it's just a movie, you should never do that. And I, I just feel like how it's it's funny how and I think it just goes back to what's appealing to you and what's not. If yeah. if a if a movie appeals to you, then I think you're you're much more willing to let a lot of things go just because you're enjoying the movie. So yeah. whereas if it's if it's the movie doesn't appeal to you or it's that type of movie you like, then those things are gonna bother you. Well, um, I think I think like I mean, for me personally, like when it comes to something like the kissing scene versus like teen drinking, you know, where teen drinking is like, do I condone it? No, I don't condone teen drinking, but teen drinking is purse like, you know, like that's a purse like it's it's a different it's a different vial. It's like a different level of not being okay with something like it's. It would be more akin to like if in the party scene, Sierra didn't want to drink, but a guy gave her like was slipping her alcohol in the party scene and forcing her to drink. You know, it would be like kind of like, but they played it played it off as a drink, you know, a joke. You know, and they just kind of made light of it, like nothing happened to her. You know, like oh, she just went home and she got in trouble for being drunk, but you know, like nobody took advantage of her or anything like that. But even the act of her not wanting to drink, but being forced, but being given alcohol by somebody else with ill intention, with other intentions, I think that's the whole point behind is, is like, it's not necessarily a, the act of it. It's the intention of it. And I think, I think even the catfishing probably would have been such a bad thing had the kissing part i think that's and honestly like i'm not even super sensitive about stuff like that but i think the kissing part it does feel a little gross looking at it from just like that that perspective you know what i'm saying um and just the fact that it's just kind of like a silly little scene that is never really brought brought up you know um and like I said, the only way to really fairly think about it is if, like I said, is if two dudes did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, you know, like, and this is total non-comparison, but just for some reason what I can, you know, think of is like, even like American Pie, you know, where I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Have you ever seen American Pie? You know, I don't. Honestly, no, if I've watched it from start to finish, but okay, I'm, well, there's I'm, a scene, I'm familiar with it though. There's, and this is just because, I mean, even though this is an R, that was an R rated film, and, but I watched it when I was a teenager. Um, so it was one of those things that I didn't think about until I was older and was able to process it. But like, there's a scene in that where one of the characters is, uh, he's, he's about to, have like a, a study a study session a study session with a foreign exchange student and she needs to change so he's going to let her change in his room and he turns on his webcam and runs over to his friend's house so that they can all watch and it's all played for laughs and you know he doesn't really learn from it in fact the girl winds up getting deported over the whole thing um and you know it's kind of the same thing you know like like yeah, it's a it's funny, but like it is entertaining. But like when you stop and think about stuff like that, like when you're a kid, you don't when you're even though that wasn't aimed at a twelve year old boy, a twelve year old boy watched it, you know, and he wasn't thinking like, oh shit, you know, like that girl, that was a real violation of her privacy, <laughs> you know, like if that really happened, you know, like that's insane, and you know. Some people, you know, and I'm only going to speak from the young male experience because that's all I have, is that, you know, young males, sometimes they don't really think about, you know, things like that when it comes to, you know, like impulse control. So when that idea is presented to you, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, like I've never done anything like that, but, you know, like that's an exciting idea it's like that's a genius idea when you're 12 you know you're like hey yeah that's awesome 
but when you get older you're like oh crap like if i would have ever done that like how could i have felt right you know and i wouldn't be okay with that you know <laughs> like about the person that i was so um yeah not to, I, I i can't believe i talk about this so long but yeah i think that's the difference for me is like like yeah they're not neither one of them are okay but one involves a violation of like another person's trust and privacy and I don't know yeah it's just just not it just it just wasn't great for me um but I mean I still gave them maybe a 2.5 so <laughs> I mean like I said like I said I think it's just they weren't thinking about it really you know I don't think they really just put much thought into it and like you said, not every, I even said it whenever I was talking about it, you know, like not everything has to have a moral, you know, I think it is important for, you know, whoever's watching this to remember that's just entertainment. Um, and, 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 you know, it and, didn't happen and in two, the real world. And it is a modern retelling. So it's, this isn't a, a new idea. Yeah. It's, it's not some scheme that they suddenly decided to, to put on a movie to be seen by everybody um it's just as our society's gotten on or has moved on just certain things don't fly as well anymore yeah and some for good reason and i mean but in my even, opinion in some cases not for a good reason yeah i mean even the movie that we both love and we're praising 10 things i hate about you has a lot of you know manipulation and stuff like that in it you know and that's that's a i mean even though it's a retelling of shakespeare's taming of the shrew you know like it's all it's 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 gonna happen but you know it's still i think it's still important for us to just at least talk about it you know and, and just be like yeah that's not okay it's there but you know just like with the teen drinking you know it's 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 good to bring it up and be like you know like why are we just gonna why does every teen movie have to have a party scene in it you know like i do think that's a valid thing to bring up i'm not saying it isn't but you know i think it is important to at least talk about it and voice you know voice opinions on it so yeah it'll be a debate to the end of time as far as Always. entertainment you know it's literally why we're doing this <laughs> yeah, it's like where where is the line obviously as society's moved on that line constantly shifts as far as you know wh where does that line exist as far as whether it's just entertainment or is there any societal responsibility on what should be portrayed and what shouldn't and everybody's going to have a different opinion of what they're okay with being portrayed and what they're not that was the part i found interesting is the very people that are okay with a lot of other bad stuff lost their minds over the whole catfishing idea yeah um Whereas I was more like, it's a movie. I just found it entertaining. It was a cute love story. Um, you know, I'm going to trust that people know enough now to know that don't duplicate what Sierra tried to do <laughs> because yeah. it's a movie. It's not going to play out that way in real life. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of like, you know, someone's opinion on all of that stuff is also overlooked on how much they enjoy the rest of it probably you know whereas like you know i didn't enjoy it as much so i probably it sits with me and i noticed that because it sticks out to me a lot more than it did to you you know because you you enjoyed it a lot more this is more up your alley and your typical thing so you were able to like it doesn't really stick out to you as much i guess yeah um, which is fun like i said different viewpoints um so we actually forgot to do this last week i didn't realize it until i was editing uh which we probably could have used it to fluff up that episode a little bit <laughs> but we did not do a date or done of the week last week so we need to do that this week um do you have a date or done of the week and if you don't i can go ahead and knock mine out uh i for sure have a a dude of the week and um it's veronica all right like i said uh i loved her character uh the the actress i thought was awesome and i just love 
the way her story played out and the, and the way the friendship she developed with Sierra and the way she stood up for Sierra, the way she encouraged Sierra. I mean, I just, she had her back and it was just totally une- unexpected coming from the way her character was introduced and, and her background, but to see her evolve and mature, um, I thought was really awesome. Um, so she's getting my dude of the week. All right. I actually have a dude of the week as well. Uh, this is actually, um, probably my favorite character of the movie. And I enjoyed every scene that she was in. Uh, I'm going to see if you can, can you, can you give me just like one small guess of who you think I will give you a hint. It is a female. Do you know who it is? Hmm. I'm going to assume it's not one of the main characters. Nope. Cause that would be too easy. So I'm going to say it was one of Veronica's friends. Nope. It is Miss Thompson. Not okay. Leah Thompson, Miss Thompson, Sierra's English teacher, played oh. by wonderful Loretta Devine. I love Loretta Devine. She's a national treasure, first of all. But her character in this movie was amazing when she was oh, ripping yeah. apart those those students. Man, she was great. She was just so witty, and she's just a good teacher. She's supportive and she's funny. Um. I loved her. I love she's my favorite character. Her and Sierra's dad were my two favorite characters in this whole entire movie. Love them. Uh, but she's going to be my dude of the week 100%. Love her. Love her. Um, good choice. Uh, good choice. All right. Um, so next week we will be watching. Next week is going to be our streaming exclusive um it's a film that you can only find on a streaming service and this one is going to be do revenge it's on netflix a netflix exclusive um this one stars some familiar favorites it stars miss maya hawk from stranger things and i'm spacing out on her name Veronica from Riverdale. Riverdale. Why could I not think of her name? I done forgot it as well. Ironically, Veronica was one of the main characters in this movie. Camilla Mendez. Also, ironically, the actress that played Sierra, her two primary roles prior to this movie as was mentioned earlier, was in Stranger Things and Riverdale, yeah. which is uh, the next movie will feature two actresses that were primarily known from those two shows as well. Cool little tie-in there. Cool little tie-in. Do you have any crazy-ass question for me this week? Or All right, so here it comes. Is it pecan or pecan? It's pecan. You know, it's so funny. Someone just asked me that this week at work. <laughs> like, just asked me that like two days ago. Well, what about you, what do you say? So for the longest time, it was always pecan. But as I've gotten older, it's weird. It depends on how I'm using it. So if you're talking about a pie, to me, it's pecan pie. There is no pecan pie. There, it just doesn't exist. The only pie that exists is a pecan pie. I mean, that's just the way it is. But if I'm talking about just the nut, to me, it's pecans. So it really depends on how I'm using it, whether I say pecan or pecan. But to me, pecan pie just doesn't sound right. It's a pecan pie. Do you say caramel or caramel? Caramel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I say caramel, like if you're just talking about like by itself, but I always say mm-hmm. caramel apple. Yeah, I probably the same. So I mean it's yeah, sometimes it just depends on how it's being used or in, in what way. But I always say pecans. Yeah, see. So you like even like pecan pie. Yeah, I say pecan pie. 
yeah see that that just this doesn't exist i mean it's like you have to go to a different planet if you want a pecan pie no i want some pecans damn it <laughs> well you ain't gonna be able to find any for a while under your four feet of snow up there no it's coming down dude snowpocalypse 2022 i'm gonna try to do it in the outro um live nice well thank you jeff so much for this podcast and thank you listeners so much for listening and choosing to stay with us this week uh please remember to rate review and subscribe five stars and a review really do help these dudes out if you have a question or comment about what we're watching please email us at streaming with two dudes at gmail.com or request to join the streaming with two dudes facebook group links to our patreon and our socials are in the show notes and remember if someone tells you to close your eyes before you kiss them for the first time it's probably going to be somebody else <laughs>